You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Greg and Chris. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Right, how are the two of you? Greg, she was quite excited today, didn't you? Super, ready to go. <laughs> Super. Full of the joys of spring. <laughs> right, good stuff. This week we've got the European Review. We'll discuss the, the games last week. And we've got the Premiership. Not the English Premiership, Chris. Uh, the Scottish Premiership Review. Aye, daft name. And then, I want to say the SFL review but I'm not really sure what to call it because it's the uh, SPFL but I don't know if you, I don't know how you describe the, the non premiership leagues in Scotland. The lower anymore. leagues. It's the lower leagues. Just the lower leagues, just keep it That's simple. What I've got. Yeah. Alright, we'll call it the lower leagues. Then we've got England versus Scotland coming up on Wednesday, so of course we've got to mention that. The McBookie charity bet and we'll make predictions for the games premiership games coming up at the weekend. So we'll start off with the European review. And Chris, you were first up, so do you want to start? What game? The Celtic game. Oh, are you still not getting this joke? <laughs> oh, see. <laughs> oh, that was, see that Twitter, see that Twitter conversation? Oh, man, see the longer it went. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to text him in a minute. I thought Chris was upset. I thought I'd say ah, something to offend him. Total fresh air. I could have hung my washing it in that one. Oh, that was a cracker. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, Celtic didn't put in a brilliant performance and they, they got through. So I, was... I sent Chris a message saying, look, nobody remembers the actual game. All they remember is that you've got through and that's it. And Chris mentioned back saying, what game? And then I, I said, ah, the, the Celtic game. And then Chris says, I, I, I really don't know what you're talking about. And I thought for some reason I'd offended him. So I was trying to explain my thinking and I must have spent, sent about three or four tweets explaining somebody else chipped in and said i don't think you've got the joke here i think it's a bit too subtle and even though he said that i just dismissed it out of hand and just thought uh, he's, he's misunderstood me bye so basically i made a fool of myself that's a uh, summary of it all it's a long and short yeah. yep. and it was pretty long let's face it, it kept going <laughs> and going uh, that's because i was i was just worried that i'd upset you chris that's what it was not at all no as you say self it through the game was Absolutely terrible. One of the worst performances I've ever seen Celtic put in. And we were fortunate that Elfsburg were rotten, to be fair. I think that was a bit of the, the long and short of it, as far as the game goes. They had one scramble, really. Uh, Bangura had a header that he missed, unsurprisingly. Uh, the boy, James Keane, he had a shot late on that he fired into the, the crowd behind the goal as well. Other than that, Fraser Foster was a spectator. And I think we're lucky in that because if they'd scored, we were not coming back. So uh, I know they were blaming the pitch, but I think there was too many people having an off night even without the pitch to blame. It wasn't the greatest the artificial surfaces, but you've got to play in these things. We're in the, the next round and we've got uh, Shakhtar Parahandi or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm glad you went for that joke because uh, the Borat joke's been doing the round and is, kidneys uh... and so on is Getting a bit, a bit old now. It was good on the day. I, I enjoyed it myself. I enjoyed the, the dancing video that got posted on the, the forum. 
It's just a Celtic team dancing about in Kazakhstan. Aye. <laughs> the best bit of that one's always the, the James Forrest in the background. I didn't know who it was because I couldn't <laughs> really see it. It's a wee boy. <laughs> the more you look at it, the better it gets because Neil Lennon's... I, I'm sure his tongue's slightly sticking out of his mouth as if he's concentrating hard on the dance. And then Brun, he's just giving it loudy. He's really going for it with lol. I love, I love how in this country we're still looking down our nose. The likes of uh, Kazakhstan and all these places that are bursting with money, and uh, we still we still equate it to somebody in a daft costume dancing up and down. Well, <laughs> Kazakhstan is actually the, the 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 top country in the world for space exploration these days. Is it really? Is that, 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 that's where that's where the Russian space uh, base is. They've launched up go, to man. the International Space Station because it's still the Soviet Union's old sort of get up. And that's where it was. So, so are, are this team are this team any good? Any cop? Don't know. To be honest, I don't think anybody really knows anything about them. I know a couple of years ago, St. Pat's Athletic in Ireland, they knocked them out. But um, mm. that's not exactly saying much because I think they've changed in the last couple of years. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. The worrying thing is they beat uh, Batty Borisov in uh, the early round. <laughs> Sean Batty. It's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> that's just another Sasha Baron Cohen one, isn't it? Batty boys. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I, I, apparently... The, the coefficients were set up that Batty Borisov were one of the few teams that were ranked higher than Celtic. So, it's right. uh, an interesting one. So, we need to see how that goes. Um, it's, apparently, that's the first time any Scottish team's going to have played a team for Kazakhstan in competitive games. So. Yeah, we were discussing this at work. Kazakhstan's hardly in Europe. Yep. They, they were FIFA members in 1994 and they moved to UEFA after 2002 World Cup qualifying. But before that, they were part of Asia, which is where they actually are. And they've got a border with China. So that's just how far they've got to go. The, the right. other interesting stat I've seen was Celtic flying out there are going to have to fly as far east as if they went west to end up in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> we trip to Boston for a European qualifier next year. I wonder how many fans will make that trip. Ah, uh, apparently it's with visas. It's the turnaround with visas might stop quite a few people going. There's always fans who go somewhere. I know, a few, I know at least one guy's booked up, actually. And he's been trying to desperately get a fast-track visa. I think Celtic were helping him out. Hopefully he'll get there, having played weeks to him at one to go. Yeah. I suppose it's an experience if you get to go, isn't it? Aye, aye. It's something different. You'll not go back, probably. Well, I wouldn't bet not. Aye. So on Thursday night, I went to McDermott Park again. Uh, I made my trip with my mate, and obviously everyone's waiting to hear, did I get the steak and chorizo pie? The answer <laughs> is no, it wasn't on sale. It was a chicken curry pie, which is actually quite tasty. I would have that again. It was enjoyable. By the game itself, FC Minsk were just thugs. It was, it was embarrassing, really. The, during the first half especially, they just went out to hurt St. Johnson. Uh, especially May and McLean up front. Anytime they got the ball, it was a defender or a midfielder would just go right through the back of them. And that that tactic really worked because they ended up getting slightly scared later on in the game and Minsk started getting a wee bit of an upper hand. It was a bit harsh for St Johnson to go out in the way they did with penalties, especially how Minsk scored... Uh, sorry, St Johnson missed the first two penalties... And then Manus saved Minsk's last two penalties. So it was almost scripted that St. Johnson were going to go on to win. But then I think it might have been McLean that missed his penalty. Was, to aye, put, aye. To put them out. I tell, that was a strange experience, was listening to a penalty shootout on the radio. 
especially given how bad Rob McLean was at commentating. There was one that uh, we weren't even sure if it had been saved or if it had gone in or what, because Rob McLean's reaction was completely opposite from what actually had happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely dreadful commentary. You, you could only judge it by what the St. Johnson fans were cheering in the background. And then there was a wee bit of a scuffle at the end. To be honest, I wasn't really sure what had gone on, but I think one of the Minsk players celebrated a little bit too much in front of the St. Johnson players because i just seen Mackay running across the pitch towards the, the huddle of Minsk players and he wasn't too happy. And then a red card got shown to the Minsk player, which I didn't think it was a red card offence to celebrate in front of somebody, but maybe ungentlemanly conduct. I'm not really sure about that rule. I know that that exists for a yellow card, but I didn't think you could get a straight red for it. Mm, don't know. Mm, but I, And also, I spotted at the start of the game, I think that they knew I was coming, Minsk, they, and Rosenberg as well knew it, because the two teams done a huddle before the game. <laughs> just... Double huddle. A double huddle. <laughs> We've had that in both rounds as well. Both Cliftonville and Elfsburg did a huddle before the, each of the, yeah. the two legs. So that's seems to be getting quite commonplace these days. Trend setting Celtic once again. Aye, uh, Sterling Albion did it at Ibrox when they played last season. I can't remember many others. <laughs> so, Greg, you've went across, Motherwell went across, with leaving their three best players at home because, well, they couldn't hack the six and a half hour flight. Busy, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, it's just it's BS, total BS. He was obviously, um, he's obviously resting them up ahead of, ahead of Sunday's game, but. We'll touch on later given that performance he'd be as well taking the three of them and leaving them in Russia for what they did yesterday <laughs> but nah I mean it, uh, I don't like saying things like the tie is over but I mean it was it was a huge it was a huge ask for us to go there and um, and pull any sort of result out of the bag and as as it transpired in the night we couldn't again we couldn't couldn't find the net in Europe couldn't pick up any points in Europe and ugh, I mean we did okay in spells we, we soaked up the pressure we had absolutely nothing in the way of attack, though, for almost the entire 90 minutes. Uh, the highlight of the game was McManus's uh, own goal. It was just, it was something to behold. It was it was right at the Stephen Cragen um, class of uh, putting the ball on your own there. I don't know, if, I don't know if you've seen it, but just a, a ball comes across for the corner, and I, I don't know, I don't know whether he thinks the keeper's coming to get it or there's somebody behind him, but he's going there. It looks like he's going to header it over the bar and just thumped right in the top corner of his head it's just a, a, an unbelievable moment so when that one goes in you know it's it's curtains for us and then we miss a penalty by a couple of minutes to go and you know it's just it's just been the story of our, uh, our European adventures over the last couple of seasons so in some ways I'm quite glad it's, it's over and done with now and we can just forget about it and move on and put it down to being a a bad experience all round Aye that's it that's it, St. Johnson as well. That's it over for them. They've lost their unbeaten record for, I don't know, decades, I think. <laughs> yep, back to the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well, that's it for until next season for, for us, anyway, Greg. I'll, yep, I'll say us yep. because I would have went to the next St. Johnson game if they got right, through. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. just Chris that's left. Yep. But, well, we're guaranteed till Christmas now because even if we get popped out of the... The, the playoff round of the, the Champions League would drop into the Europa League group stages so we've at least another eight games to play in Europe now so that'll keep it interesting in Europe but obviously it might be in the Champions League I'm sure I've seen it was something like one to three that you progress which is which is silly really? Or... yeah that's, yeah. that's a <laughs> it'll be tough I think 
Especially oh, a long trip. Because, I mean, we're, we're Tuesday at four o'clock as a kickoff next week. And obviously we need to play Aberdeen this weekend. So we've got that. We need to get back for Aberdeen. Get back to Glasgow for Saturday. It takes about a day to get there. So you're talking Sunday. You want to be there for Monday when you get to train in the pitch the day before. So it's, it's pretty much going to be busy in a few days. That's there. Well, and Lennon says he's not going to get a chance to see them at no, all. So he's just, just going to have to rely on a DVD. Yeah. Anyway, you can phone up uh, the referee. What's his name? Beaton. He refereed one of the, the earlier rounds for the, that Ponty Pandy. Whatever the Fireman Sam's gaff. <laughs> I like that reference. I know, I'm, trying, I'm still trying to avoid the Borat ones. Para handy. <laughs> yeah, para handy, plenty of hand handy, and that's pretty good. But aye, uh, aye, it was beating the refereed one of the, I think it was one of the Batty Borisov games actually. So that's a, a Scottish mini, a Scottish referee that you can call upon and maybe get a few pointers. I doubt he'll get any help, you because know, <laughs> the referee wasn't really there taking notes. He'd oh. <laughs> be able to see how many fills he was giving away. <laughs> That's it. Aye, so you want to do the, the Premiership review then, Chris? Aye, well, we'll start off on Saturday's game when it was uh, Inverness visiting Tannadice. And Billy McKay got the only goal of the game after 20 minutes as he managed to chip Richie Foran's pass into the air, beat Sean Dillon with that, and then dinked it over Radoslav Chersniak. Lovely bit of skill by uh, one of the top scorers last season. Uh, Foran was then later lucky to avoid a red card after a knee-high challenge in Gary McKay-Steven. But, uh, probably one of the, the, the moments that David Gilley won't let you see back again was his sitter at the back post in the second half, which uh, he really should have equalised and all he did was play it back along the six-yard line. Uh, so that means that Inverness hit the top spot with two wins for two, and United have yet to score this season. Moving on to the other game on Saturday up in Dingwall. It was Patrick Thistle's first visit up there for a while. And the three points in the predictor for me uh, from Tannadice was almost the three points in this game if I'd got the score the right way round. Uh, Chris Dillon knocked a rebound after Conrad Balatoni's header was uh, been heading wide, which gave Thistle their first goal in the top flight since a James Grady penalty against Kilmarnock on the 15th of May 2004. Stephen Lawless then doubled Thistle's lead eight minutes in the second half as he pounced in a poor Grant Monroe pass before falling in the rebound after Mark Brown saved from Stuart Brannigan. And he then got a second and Thistle's third after Brannigan and burst the offside trap and he rolled it into Lawless for a tap-in. Graham Carey then pulled the goal back from the home side with the aid of a looping deflection, but that was the end of the scoring. Although Callum Higginbottom was denied twice by the offside flag, the first one was probably correct, but the second effort and injury time was ruled out as John Baird had jumped over it. Uh, wasn't that a goal in Perth last week? That was the last act of the game, which was uh, much to the confusion of lots of media outlets who declared Thistle 4 1 winners. <laughs> It was only 3 1 in the end, but still a terrific result, which sees Thistle extend their unbeaten league run to 18 games and stretching back to a trip to Dumbarton in January. Indeed, when you factor in cup matches and the Ramsons Cup final was technically a draw, it's as high as 20 unbeaten. It should be noted that Alan Archibald wasn't in charge at the Dumbarton game, Jackie McNamara was, so he's currently unbeaten. The last team to come up with a top flight unbeaten run, Ross County, of course, and that worked out pretty well for them in their top six finish. Moving on to Sunday. And it was the first Edinburgh derby of the season. They've been pretty dire last season. Even if Hibs fans would have been delighted at going unbeaten in all five of them, but they certainly won't be claiming that this season. This one was pretty much as dire as some of the last season's games, but uh, it was Hearts who put together the only decent move of the game and Dylan McGowan's cross from Callum Patterson and his header was well directed to beat Ben Williams with just 18 minutes left. Bad news for Hearts, Ryan Stevenson's injury early in the game and the suggestion is that he'll be out for the next couple of months. 
So that's not exactly what they need, given their youthful team for one of their more experienced players to be out for that length of time. But that win does give the Maroon side Edinburgh the bragging rights and also moves them up to minus 12. <laughs> and for Hibs, it's four games without a goal, five if you include the last season's Scottish Cup final, and two of those games have managed to create a record defeat for a Scottish team in Europe, another one's season lose to their rivals. Pretty hard times at Easter Road then. Uh, the Edinburgh Derby wasn't the only duff game on Sunday, at least if you listen to Sports Sound. We thought uh, the Kilmarnock's and Johnson game was about naff. But uh, the highlights and the match reports would say otherwise in the 3pm kick-off as uh, St Johnson tried to put their European disappointment behind them. Uh, to say the least, this game didn't take half an hour to have a shot in target like the Edinburgh Derby did. Alan Manis was perhaps a slightly busier of the two goalkeepers and Chris Boyd did hit the woodwork twice. The second of those was seconds after a penalty claim for handball. That was the second claim that had been turned down by Wally Collum which earlier on had been a slight tug on a jersey for a St Johnson claim. Both of them would have been harsh, although given what happened in the other game at the same time, maybe St Johnson have a case. Anyway, the game ended up a 0-0 draw. That's Kamala's first point on the board, while St Johnson had to last week's win over Hearts. And that other game was Motherwell and Aberdeen, which was arguably the, week, the game of the weekend at Fir Park. And despite recent wins in both cup competitions, Aberdeen hadn't actually beaten Motherwell in the league in previous 13 meetings, which stretched back to a 2-0 win at Pretoria in November 2008. And it looked like it might be the same for the visitors as Henry and Yer put Motherwell up after just 40 seconds in a similar manner to his goal at Easter Road last week, although Derek McInnes thought Anier fouled John Shaughnessy in the build-up. Aberdeen pressure for the equaliser, hit the crossbar twice before finally getting the breakthrough just after the hour when Steve McManus was caught out by a Johnny Hayes drop on his shoulder, gave away a penalty which now again made no mistake. And with 15 minutes left, Aberdeen took the lead as Hayes free kick found the header former Motherwell defender Mark Reynolds and he beat Lee Hollis with a well-placed header. And when the game entered in the final stages, it looked like Aberdeen were probably the most likely to score again. And after a good save for Josh McGuinness effort, the resulting corner saw Shaughnessy filled, which was a harshly in the eyes of Stuart McCall. It was a very slight t- uh, shirt pull by McManus, who hasn't exactly had a good week. Uh, McGinn was able to clinch the three points for the second penalty then, and that means Aberdeen joined Inverness in six points ahead of the visits to the champion Celtic, who are the only other team left in the Premiership with a 100% record, having only played one game. And while we're just talking about Celtic, congratulations on the reserves in under-19s who beat Liverpool's first team 1-0 and the Dublin decider thanks to Emido Baldi's goal. I'm not sure what we've decided. I think we'll now win you another walk of one or something. Aye, yeah, that was a, a good result. Aye, I was, given the team we put out, I was well impressed. I don't think we'd get a win over there, but I'm quite happy with it. Yeah. Always good to beat an English team. I was watching the, the Motherwell highlights and McManus, what happened to him? Oh, I don't know. Was that just uh, the only howlers he made in the game, or was he just just rank? He was, he he was really lucky to get away with one in the first half. He had a, he had a lunge at um, the big guy Zola that plays up front for Aberdeen, and to be honest, he missed him. If he'd connected with him, that was going to be a spot kick. Uh, the first one he gave away, <laughs> again, it was a daft lunge, but to be fair, Stevie Hamill made a, a, a roaring asset in the, in the lead up to that. He used to dealt with the ball coming across and he's left McManus in a dodgy position. But again, the worrying thing for Rui McManus is he reminds me a lot of Hutchison and the two of them love going in for a lunge in the box. And I think we will ship a record number of penalties this season because with both these guys, it's all or nothing. They either dive in and win the ball and it's a great tackle or they miss the ball and it's a, it's a definite foul on that. In this case, a penalty kick. The second one, the tug in the jersey, 
you know, you want to give a penalty for that, give a penalty for that, but you're going to be given half a dozen every game. I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, but the, the kicker for me is nobody in the stadium is claiming for that. Not one Aberdeen player, not one Aberdeen supporter, the referee has decided to take it on his, on his own shoulder to give that give that spot kick, but um, to be honest, it just it papers over the cracks for us. We weren't good enough, Aberdeen were better than we were. Deserved the three points. I like the, the penalty being given for the tug because the referee just needs to point to the rule book and say, well, there you are, you've, mm-hmm. you've broken a rule. That's mm-hmm. it, penalty. Mm-hmm. He's done the right, right thing. You can't argue with the award, but as long as that's upheld every single week, then there's there's yeah. nothing to discuss. But as you are, you know and I know, it ain't going to be done that way. You look at the you look at the Champions League game last season with Celtic and the manhandling that was going on in the box and there was nothing given. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same rule book. It's we need to find who's to blame here because it's definitely not the referee that gave it at the weekend there. Uh, he can't dictate other referees' behaviour, nope. so we've got to look nope. higher up. Nope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is for that one, but uh, you can guarantee the next time there's a slight tug in the jersey, anybody in a Motherwell jersey, McCall will be coming out and demanding a penalty, and he's absolutely entitled right, to yep. do so. Absolutely entitled to yep. do so. So again, it's this whole thing, it just puts referees under more pressure in the next game, because he'll point to that and say, well, why are we not getting a penalty? Right, it'll happen against Inverness, for definite. It happens mm-hmm. every game. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at the, the St. Johnson game. At exactly the same time, there was a St. Johnson claim for a penalty, for pretty much the same yep. thing. Now yep, they're yep. looking at it going, well, if we'd got that penalty, we might have scored it, we might have won 1-0, would be in six points instead of four now. Whereas Motherwell could get the penalty given against them. Aberdeen, well, it didn't give them the three points because they were already two one up, but it secured that. It secured the game. I mean, we just yeah. we just made three substitutions literally seconds before that corner. Three attacking substitutions at two one. We were going to get another pop for the last fifteen minutes, and as soon as that penalty is given, and the goal goes in. Aberdeen are happy just to knock the ball about in the middle of the park after that. So, I mean, I, I, like I say, I don't. We didn't deserve to take it in for that game. I, I don't know what's wrong with Motherwell at the moment. We're really going forward, we're like absolutely bereft of any sort of creativity and any sort of. Uh, drive guys like McFadden. McFadden's lucky to be holding in his his place on the other side at the moment. Completely anonymous yesterday. Vigers as well was absolutely honking. McManus is having a howler. John Sutton, to be fair, is having long balls pinged at him the entire game. He's expecting to deal with them and create something. I just I don't know. I just I hope it's just a wee sticky spell we're going through at the moment because there's enough quality in that side that we should be playing better than we're at the moment. But for whatever reason, it's just not. It's just not happening. But I mean, it's only two games in. It's one, one, one win, one defeat. And you know, to be fair, Aberdeen, Aberdeen looked uh, looked pretty decent yesterday. Uh, you'd been away on your travels as well. Correct. Been to Russia. Been mm. to Russia and all that. So you know, they look to be a bit tired too. But I mean, it's not an excuse. We should be playing better than that. Yeah. See, in the Partick game, Higginbotham, when he scored yep. his second goal, that was chopped off or yep. offside. Now they were talking about this in sports scene. And quite rightly saying that he wa- he definitely wasn't in the line of sight of the keeper, and because he didn't touch the ball, the the new rules, the new offside rule says that he is definitely onside. But I wanted to go even further back than that, back to the old school rule: is he was level with the defender. So I don't understand why they're talking about whether he was offside or not. So he was onside anyway. He was onside. I've seen it anyway. Obviously yeah. the. The sports scene camera didn't have it along the line, yeah. but when Sounds I was up. looking at it, I thought he's level. So why are we even discussing this new offside rule? <laughs> Confuse me. It's the same old story again. We, we sit here 
spending ages debating daft rules and interpretations of rules and all the rest. Instead, they've been able to talk about the football. There's something wrong with the rule book, but that's what we're, we're discussing. But on that note, I think I think Higginbottom could be a could be a cracking signing for Partick Thistle this year. We had them for a wee while last season, and they um, he looked pretty good. So I think that's a that's a bit of a cue when being able to land them. During the sports scene, they mentioned uh, Billy Mackay scored 20 goals in pre-season. How many games I, did Inverness play? I thought I heard that as well, then I thought I must have heard it wrong. Surely they, they must have played about 15 games. Now, even then, that's... No, I'm unless, going to they, unless they've thumped a couple of teams. That's possible. Aye, that's too much. Played Inverness clash the Cardinals on. Aye. But well, it must must be right if they said it on sports scene. Good result for them though, wasn't it? Tanadice. Well, yeah, I don't know what's going on with United. No, I still, uh, look as though they're pish again, that's what's going on with United. Yep. Did you see good Willie's miss? Oh, oh he didn't even sorry. hit it towards a goal. Oh. Aye, terrible. Greg, you could have scored that. Never have seen Aye. you playing football. I, I know you would have scored that. You can now comment from a, a position of authority on that, Craig, having seen me, having <laughs> seen me grace the football field. I've got the composure to score that as well. Give me seven touches, I'll score do you, mind that, I'd, do, you mind that do you mind that I'd with the cow with the ball bouncing between its legs? That was like Craig last Monday. He's just, he's just <laughs> Honestly, Chris stood at the edge of the D, only the keeper to beat with this ball juggling about between his knees for about five minutes before he sclaffed one in the corner. <laughs> oh, was, was, see the look of relief in his face? They all count. Doesn't matter how they get as long as he can. Exactly. Exactly, Chris. Hey, we want to move on to the lower league review. Aye. Uh, what was the start of the, the lower leagues this, this weekend? And uh, obviously the first game that was played was uh, the Rangers game at home to Breakin City, which they won 4-1. And, and the rest of the league won. Air United also won the three goals. Uh, Arbroath, Dunfermline... No, sorry. Air United beat Arbroath. <laughs> Dunfermline is still another. Both won 1-0. Fourth and Airdy shared the points in a 3-3 draw. And the game it swung a couple of ways each time, which looked like an entertaining one as far as I could tell on Gillette Soccer Saturday. <laughs> I, I had, obviously had a busy weekend this weekend with Celtic not playing. Uh, moving up to the Championship though, it was uh, Morton that's at the top of it with a 2-0 win. It was 1-0 wins for Alwa and Hamilton. Well, game of the day was probably the Queen of the South Dundee game, which Queen of the South edged 4-3. But sadly, Derek Lyle get the second goal of the game, not the first. Yeah, he was on a, the, the McBookie charity bit. That's close. Not bad. It's not a bad start for that, but I'll bet. Um, to get a guy got the first goal for his team, that's, that's, that's not bad. Uh, the other game was Dumbarton and Falkirk, and they drew one each. Uh, uh, moving on to League 2, East Stirling are top of it, surprisingly. They beat Queen's Park 3-1. Albion over Stirling, Albion Clyde all won as well. And if you're keeping up, you know that Clyde beat Berwick Rangers. So given that uh, they lost, and so did, so did uh, what was it, Clyde, Berwick Rangers, Ross County. Oh, right. just, what was the charity bet? Terrible. The charity bet ah, was Ross County lost to Partick, Queen's Park lost to Easterlin, and Berwick lost to Clyde. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Rubbish. Uh, just to finish it off, Peter Head and Andrew two each. I wanted to mention the, the Rangers game, unsurprisingly. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to really move away from the football inside of thing because I was really pleased to see that Sandy Jarden was yep. there unfurling the flag. There wasn't many updates on him last mm. season and unfortunately in that 
that kind of scenario the everyone's minds tends to think that it's all negative mm-hmm. but he was out there he was looking good from what i seen i'm i'm no doctor but he looked good uh, and well i hope he continues uh, on his recovery so Aye, well, i was well, pleased to see that what well, long may it continue he's uh doing well yeah i he did he looked really good good for it you know I don't want to get too too down about that. But in the game, I've got to give credit to Stephen Jackson for his overhead kick. It was wasn't a bullet by any stretch of the imagination, but it was an overhead kick, and I he I followed heard it. Surely send it. I'm sure I heard that he send it. <laughs> no, that, that's probably going to be the highlight of his career. There's no way I could do an overhead kick, even if we'd practiced twenty times in a row. I wouldn't just wouldn't connect. I saw. Well done to him for that. If I tried and, over a kick, I'd try it once, hurt myself, and never try it again. I, I remember trying it, and I'm, I, I try. It was almost like I was lying down and putting my leg in there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not my skill at all. But, and you mentioned Lyle scored second, which right. is unlucky for us, but close. It's not bad, at least he scored, given our record with charity bets. I'm surprised he wasn't subbed after five minutes. <laughs> Injured. <Aye. laughs> yeah, the curse. Aye, so we'll, we'll move on to mention the, the charity bet, because last week was the first week we had this bonus bet, which was for our first scorer in one of the games in the Championship, League 1 or League 2. And this week, I thought we'd go for Nicky Law, for Rangers to score first their away to Stranraer. So I think that's a, a good shout because he seems to be scoring for fun. Really impressed with him so far. Unfortunately, McBookie don't have the odds available for the first scorer at the moment, but I'm sure it'll be 5, 6, 71, something yeah, along easy, those lines. Easy, easy 61. So we'll get £10 on that, courtesy of McBookie. And we've also got our traditional McBookie bet which is £10 on a bet of our choosing. And normally we go for a treble with each one of us picking a single match. So, Chris, have you had a chance to do your homework? Yep, I've got my, my, my three lined up. Just waiting for you guys to pick. <laughs> I'll just pick whatever's left. Oh, is that how you work it? That's the best way, isn't it? I can't even pick one, let alone three, as has been proven these last few weeks. Hi, <laughs> we're all pretty dodgy at this. Right, well, I'm going to go for Dundee against Aloha. Dundee at home. They are 47. Ah, cool. Was the one of mine? Yeah, I can't even find the fixtures. <laughs> Who's, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go for Celtic. Away oh, Aberdeen? Oh, that's mm-hmm. brave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, in the televised game. Mm-hmm. Really I'm going to go for Celtic. That's oh. early Saturday. That could be scuffered by two o'clock. Are these folk crown of Aberdeen being good? They're not that good. A flash, they've had two wins, right? I know. Two I... wins, like one against an uh, awful mother we'll say yesterday and one against Kilmarnock. They're on that stand yesterday shouting, bring on the Celtic. I bring on the Celtic. I hope they rattle about a dozen passes and shower up. <laughs> So I am going for Celtic. I'll put one right up the pipe. At you know, what, I, I've got to, I have got to agree with us. Aberdeen, I would love to see a resurgent Aberdeen in the league because I think it would be good to have a challenge by somebody, anybody. Aberdeen are probably one of the better place teams to do it. 
So if they could be resurgent, great. I am not saying they are back after two games. Nah, nonsense. Same, same folks said uh, similar last season. Aberdeen's going to be back. Or Hibs. Hibs is going to properly oh, challenge for this. They might even win the league. <laughs> like, we just need to chill out and just we know that it's going to be the same old, same old. Celtic will win the league. Somebody else will challenge. Probably Motherwell. Maybe Aberdeen. But I say challenge. But I mean by maybe 20 points behind. Well, let's face it. What Aberdeen have done so far is beat a, a Kilmarnock team who haven't scored this season yet. And they beat a Motherwell team who were just coming back for Europe and haven't quite been clicking just yet as well. Correct. So they probably caught Motherwell at a good time and still went down after 40 seconds. Yeah. So... Two, uh, okay. two, two of their goals are penalties. One Aye. was for a, a poorly defended free kick. Yeah, I mean, the need, Aberdeen fans need to rein it in a wee bit. Aye. A wee bit of reality check you needed yeah. there. If they can Aye. take something for Celtic this weekend, so much better. Then might actually, they might grow for that. But uh, yeah, what I say, if, if we can have a, a resurgent Aberdeen, then great. But we're two games in. Nobody's resurgent yet. <laughs> a good choice for the TV game. Very good choice. Right, so uh, we've got Dundee at four to seven, Celtic yeah. at evens, and Chris now down to you. Yep, I did consider Wraith Rovers at Cowden Beath. I've considered Queen of South at Livingston, but in the end I'm gonna go with Peterhead at Stirling Albion. Oh wait a minute, Stirling Albion are third in the league, are they not? Yep. But After only one game. Yep. <laughs> but oh aye, they're almost running away with it. Right. So you're getting thirteen to ten cool. on that. And ten pound. Charity bet returns £72.29. Can't you believe nobody's taking Inverness at home to Motherwell? But if they'd have been well, my team, I would have been. I, 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 I thought about that, but every time I thought Inverness were going to beat Motherwell last season, you pumped them. I would pumped them, that's true. <laughs> I, I quite like that bet, though. I think we've got a good chance, other than Celtic. I think Celtic's a <laughs> trouble winner, eh? Oh, come on. That's a cakewalk for Celtic. Champions League Celtic. It's the early kickoff as well. Early kickoff. We're going to be thinking of that long, long trip to. I was going to say Europe, Asia. (laughs) (laughs) So slow boat to China, just about. No worries, man. Celtic got that. No problem. I hope so. Right, but it's a decent return if it does happen. What's the return? Seventy-two pound twenty-nine pence. Like sender up. Magic. I hopefully we do better this week. Confident though, apart for Celtic. <laughs> right now, normally at this point we go for the Premiership predictions, but we've got a a game on midweek, and it seems to be that it's, the hype's really only starting to build now. It's almost as if people have forgotten it's happening. But Scotland are going to Wembley to face England. I've seen the first advert for the the live program today, mm-hmm. but other than that. I've not seen anything else. Uh, the game's live on STV. I'm not sure has ITV shown it as well because ITV. I'd imagine got... so. Eh? I think they would have it. They've English obviously got the them. HD channel. I'm pretty sure you can watch the ITV version of it. Yeah. Oh, I hope Raman's doing the presenting for <laughs> STV. See if he is. I'm watching the STV version. I'm watching the STV version anyway because I don't like the English bias commentary at the best of times. You imagine it against oh. Scotland. Get stuffed. Oh, in fact, yeah, you're right. Who are we getting in STV? Is Derek doing it? I don't know who's doing it. Because he's worked with STV before. I'd be amazing if it was Derek. Aye. Aye. If he's doing it, then it's him and Raman, and then hopefully they bring in Burley, and then that's it. That's a dream team. (laughs) He he had his first show in America last night, apparently. 
Yeah, P- I see. Poor America. No, no, I'm a big fan. I like the banter. Right, so Scotland against England. Do either of you think we're going to get anything from this game? Like, no. forgetting all the, the way Scotland fans think and they think, oh, we can beat anybody. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to be humbled. I can't see it. I mean, it could turn into one of these horrible nights where we could be in the wrong end of an absolute pace. And it's like you were saying before, the build-up's been low-key. And to be honest, the excitement factor's been pretty low-key as well. See, if it was a competitive game and it was maybe on a Saturday, I'd be far more interested. But a friendly... Even even the guys I know who are going, I can say in the day, you know, it's one of these. They're just going for a chip and actually not really looking forward to it that much. But it could turn into a real long night for Scotland. Really good. That's that. I mean, what you say, it's because it's a Wednesday night, it's, it's take something away from it a bit because you get work in the morning. And... Yeah. But if it had been a weekend, I'd maybe consider going down for the game because I mean, that would be a great thing to experience. Yeah. But Wednesday night, it was just, it's a friendly, I know it's England, but yeah, it's chances just, are, it's chances just, are we're going to get gobbed. It's just not got that, uh, it's just not got that sort of space. Whereas years ago when they were doing, it was like the home internationals, it was a traditional fixture and you know, they played for the Rouse Cup and all that sort of stuff. It, right. it kind of meant something, but this is just, I don't... It's a kind of sideshow. It really is a sideshow, and with the way Scotland are at the moment, it's not even, yeah, it's not even a competition like it maybe would have been ten years or so ago, where we had a reasonable side that was in and about qualifying. We're just nowhere near it at the moment, and we're going up against a side who, you know, are within the top probably five or six teams in the world at the moment when they're on their game. Aye, see, I reckon the other problem you've got at the moment is we're going to be we've come off the back of our last result, which was that. 1-0 fluky win over Croatia mm. where Croatia were mince that night and we scored with one of our few chances so there's an overconfidence in Scotland camp at the moment go, oh well we beat Croatia away from home brilliant yeah. probably we can yeah, do the yeah. same against England yeah. and th- there's that worry that we could lose an early goal and then the heads go down and then we lose a few more or we could just end up sitting in hoping for the best yeah I'm sure if you were to ask Gordon Strachan whether, whether or not he'd like to play this game I'm sure he would if it was his choice, it would be it would be back in the because it's got the potential to do more damage than it is good. Aye, I would. I mean, when you say England are a top team on their day, uh, okay, look, they might very well be missing Wayne Rooney at the, the, the this game because there's some talk that he's not fit and whether that's the Davy Moyes factor and he has no getting on with him or what. Yeah, he Aye, didn't play at the weekend in the, the Community Shield, so it'll be interesting to see if he do play. When you look at the rest of the strikers, I've got mind you, you've got Jermaine Defoe. When was the last time he had a good game? Ricky Lambert, Danny Welbeck. I'm what that's like. How did you know call up Gary Hooper? Other than the fact he got injured at the weekend. Oh, I, I quite <laughs> Honestly, like Welbeck. I, I think Welbeck and Defoe would work really well together. Right, but maybe. But you're right about Defoe. He's not really done it uh, no. for quite a while now. But I can, oh, I can just imagine him running at our defence. It's lucky Caldwell's not there. <laughs> but, uh, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, you, you compare what we've got. I mean, up front, we've got Lee Griffiths. All right, he's, he's now a League One striker. But at least he's he scored at the weekend. Aye, so a double good. at the weekend, is not he? Double. Uh, you got Stephen Naismith, who's been eh, average for Everton last season. Uh, Kenny Muller. For Scotland, yeah. Uh, Kenny Muller. <laughs> Jordan Rhodes, who every time I've seen play for Scotland, has known that would have been great. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at that going, oh, we've got Maloney and the rest of the team. 
It's kind of yeah. It's, I'm good. It's glad to see Scott Brown's back in the team because he seems to have a bit of dig in there. Ah, I, th- I think that'll make a difference for Scotland because I think that's what you're going to need Wednesday night. Somebody can maybe put a bit a wee bit and stick a couple of tackles in and get in their face. I think that's a, a sort of best chance of getting anything, get them riled up, get them reacting. <laughs> but, uh, Tactics wind them up. Ah, you got to get my boot. At least if you got a kick at them for a part of the game, then it's not been a completely wasted journey, but. Aye, it could, uh, it's going to be one of these you're watching from behind the sofa with your hands over your eyes, I think. could be. It could be a sore one. Aye. So that's Wednesday night. Sorted for me, definitely. Are you going out to watch it? Are you watching it in the house? Nah, I think I'll watch it in the house with a few mm. kanji tenants. Mm-hmm. I'll keep, well, keep I'm cheap. not even going to bother watching it. <laughs> I, I got an offer to play a game of football last week at the same time the game's on because oh, I'm struggling what? for numbers. I thought, I haven't played football. In, well, I've played football once in the last year. I need to get some kind of game going. Ah, you need to get that miss out of your, your head. Aye, that's it. It's just where I'm at. I need to get back out there, finally. So I'll be playing football instead of watching it. I'll, I'll, I'll tape it, and if it's, it sounds like it might be good, I might watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> tape it. Record that. What's I love that on the tape. I still see uh, that. I'm going to tape that for me. The kids look at me like that. Tape me. Tape. Long tape. play. Get the, the long play VHS out. <laughs> yeah, Scotch. Eight hours, eight hours at your 240 tape. That's what's <laughs> happened with Scotch. Do they do anything else? <laughs> just, they just do tape now, do they? Like actual sticky tape. <laughs> <laughs> sticky tape. <laughs> and VHS tape. Aye, that's their specialty. Right, we'll go, go move on. We'll discuss our predictions for oh, the Premiership we, games. I'm not going to ask. Can we, just, can we have a wee run over the non-league? Just just to get re-mentioned, because obviously we talked about it last week with the Lowland League starting up. And, uh, oh, in fact, aye, there was a scoreline jumped out at me. Aye, carry on. What was the scoreline? Are you, did you talk about the Highland League where it was a 9-0 win for Wick Academy? Aye. Yeah, aye. <laughs> beat they beat uh, Strathspace, that's all 9-0. That's 13 goals they've conceded in two games. The Highland League started the week before, so uh, Wick Academy are top flights to that. You've also got... Uh, Brora Rangers, Inverurie, Local Works, former time United, they've all got their 100% records. Cove Rangers, Huntley, Turriff United, they're also unbeaten with a win and a draw. You've got Devon Vale, Forrest Mechanics, Fraser Borough, Rothes and Bucky Thistle all on three points. Keith have got one point and the final five teams are Fort William, Nairn County, Ossiemouth, Inverness, Clark the Cudden and of course that's Thistle and they're 9 down Goblin. <laughs> ah, the, the Lowland League was uh, its own Edinburgh Derby because Spartans beat Edinburgh City 1-0. Uh, it was a single goal win for Dalbeat Star over Presswick. It was 4-3. And uh, your team Stirling University. They beat East Coast 2-1. Whitehill Welfare's 4-2 win over Gallagher. Faraday Rovers have put them top ahead of their Leeson's 2-0 win over Gretna. Selkirk 3 Rovers do one each. And oddly, their next games are this Tuesday. Hmm. Can I have a wee moan about Stirling Uni? Huh? How they're just not making it easy for me to find out exactly how much it is. To go to the games. Um, assuming it's at Fourth Bank, that's what I, I read on the Lowland website. But what I can't find one? I can't find anything from Stirling. You know how much is it? I, I don't know. I just don't know anything about it. They're not making it easy for me. And that, that's surely that's the simplest thing to do. Is just get it out there exactly oh. how much who you're playing, how much it is. No, they're just just not too happy about that because I'd like to go along see if it's a fiver. Right. I'd probably rather go to see them than still in Albion, who's ah, so double the price. They've got a good start with that win, because uh, I don't know, I, I don't like, it's hard to gauge, because they're all new to this league, especially East Kilbride, because the amateurs in there, uh, but obviously a 2-1 win over them is a good start to it. 
Uh, you think so likes of Spartans, I think they're maybe one of the favourites to win the, the division this season. Obviously oh, they won't be going so. anywhere, but it'll be interesting to see if it pans out. Yeah. Well I'll let you know if ever I do get along to Stirling Uni game, but right now they're not helping me out at all. We could have a wee uh, Scottish football forum day out or something, Wendy. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I get to see what sort of pies have got an offer in the whole and <laughs> any gourmet pies. That's it. I've seen the veggie pie that you were talking about at McDermott oh, Park. I didn't bother brutal, going for it. Brutal. No. Did you ask what's in it? No. Is it, is it veggies or is it fake meat? It's No, it's veggies. It's, it was The bulk it was potato. I could I could identify potato. Probably carrot. Something green. Might have been leeks. <laughs> Might have been leeks in it. That was about it. It was, it, was one of them, it was one of the ones you couldn't get rid of. You're chewing it and chewing it and chewing it. And you just, it's just like a ball of stodge in your mouth. And I smelled it in brown sauce as well. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. See, one thing about McDermott Park, they've got quite a lot of cakes on offer. Empire, biscuits, there's there's all these different pastry things, quite a lot. But I just stuck with the pie. But next time I think I'm going to venture out and get myself a wee cake. You know what, I like a good Empire biscuit. It's good. I had one last time, like last season when I was there. Aye, it's quite quite a good size as well. Were you claiming as well they used to sell yum yums at Ibrooks? Oh, they sell yum yums at Ibrooks. I don't know if they still sell it this season, but they were selling it last season. It was like a special. You could get your Mars bars, king size Mars bars, grab size bags of crisps, or a yum yum. Yum yums, bizarre. That's a bizarre, uh, a bizarre that's selection. That's one of my first choices if I go to Baines the Bakers. Yum yums, eh? Aye. Well, since I yum yum. In fact, maybe we should get sponsored by Baines. I'm going to ask. <laughs> I think get some free yum yums. You know, you know what? We've talked a few times about getting like alcohol sponsors. I don't like the idea of a cake sponsor. Pies. I, I tried Pies, to get tenants. Yum yums. I tried to get tenants, but Greg said it was Bowfin or something along those lines. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> man. That's that's if, that. If dead. you sent me it in free, I'd be sending it back. <laughs> Cleared my drains with that rubbish. How do you get the homebrew back at? Before I drink that. Oh yeah, Greg's right. homebrew. That's a sponsor, isn't it? Aye, I, I can set you up with as much homebrew as you like, lads. Absolutely no cost involved. <laughs> a garage full of it. Right, so we'll move on to the predictions. We've got the first game Friday night, and it's a live game on BBC Alba. Which oh, is... I, I could you find what channel it was on. That's good, right? That's Aye, good. That's, that's pretty good. Keep a right good crowd at this as well. Aye. Yep. Aye. So, Friday night, BBC Alba, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I'm going to back the the, the the top team in Glasgow at the moment. I'm going to say 2-0 Thistle. I, I like I like, I like a Thistle for this one as well. Um, yep, I'm going to go the same, 2-0. Then on Saturday we've got a lunchtime kick-off which is on BT Sport 2. That's Aberdeen against Celtic, half 12. And, well, the charity bet says we've got to go for Celtic so we can't break that rule. <laughs> that you I'm can. gonna go. I'm gonna go two-one to Celtic. See, I'm I'm worried about the the Kazakhstan trip. I think it might be in the mind. Uh, always been quite tough for us anyway. So, especially if you have to leave straight after it, I'm sure that's what Lennon was saying. Aye. He's talking as if like you're going straight from the game, which aye, that's no easy. I'm gonna. I I think this could be a cracking game. I, I hope it'd be nice if it was for the telly. I'm gonna say two each. Nah, 3-1 Celtic, Aberdeen bubble bursting at the weekend. 
back to the doldrums, back to obscurity for another 25 years. Three <laughs> one Celtic. <laughs> oh, Hibs against Dundee United's a tough one to call. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> Min- Neither team scored. Minus one each. <laughs> right. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go 1-0 Dundee United. Ah, if, if Dundee United can't win this, they'd be as well flagging it as well. Um, I gotta say, t- I gotta say, two nothing United. Fenland to get the sack. Oh, he's he seemed too cheery after the game. The Edinburgh he's heading for a tin tack. How, how is he still in a job last week? I, I don't I think, know. I think they're just laying somebody else up in the quiet, and then they're going to shunt him if he gets. I think if they get if they get popped at the weekend, I think he's he's a goner. He spent a lot of money on James Collins, so I'm I'm not sure if that's keeping him in a job. Even so, though, I mean, it's a, you spent some money on a guy that's at the moment looking. All right, it's a bit hard to judge him because he's playing in a team of a team of haddies, but you know, he's hardly setting the heather on fire. He seems a bit isolated so far. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry because right. after I watched the Motherwell game, and I felt a bit sorry for him because he looked like he was bursting a gut to try and make something happen, and they looked behind him, and his teammates were all standing in the half railing, desperately trying to try to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Right, so we've got Inverness against Motherwell, and oh, I don't know. I'm going to go 2-1 to Inverness. See, I'm, I'm thinking the same, but I'm very wary about it because of last season. I, I, I think you could be right because I think, like you say, if McManus doesn't get going at some point, then you never look to be two penalties for Inverness. So aye, I'll, I'll go with 2-1 Inverness. It's difficult to go against another than a, a home win in this one, to be honest, but sometimes when we're least expecting that we managed to pull a result out, so yeah, we need to start. We need to start um, playing a wee bit better. We need to start getting the ball on the back of the net. So I'm going to go an optimistic one each. One each. I think we might grab a draw. St Johnson against Ross County. I'm going to go for a home victory here, three-one. Mm, I don't think Ross County will struggle what they did last week. I don't. I mean, I've seen Ross County. Last week, obviously, and they were a good team against Celtic. I don't know what happened against Thistle. I suppose the good news for County is it's not a Glasgow team they're playing this week. Mm. Um, I'll say St Johnston, maybe nobody's disappointed with the European exit next week. Uh, one each. Ah, it's, it's a hard one to call this season with Ross County because it might just be stutter a wee bit at the weekend there, but they have lost a, a few players as well. Um, St Johnston, don't know, can't help but feeling maybe St Johnston have punched themselves out in Europe. I'm going to go go Ross County to edge it 2-1. I think the thing you need to remember about Ross County is that last season they had a, a reasonable start and then faded away for quite a bit of it. Mm. Because they were, this is one of the things we were talking about, the 8-8-8 split with the, the top yeah. two divisions. They were the ones that were going to lose out because they were ninth at one point when the split would have happened and then they shot up to the top six after a good run of form. So maybe they could just have another poor start this season and fly up the league table later on. Mm-hmm. Or they have the, the difficult second season. <laughs> the, the cliche. <laughs> St Mirren against Kelly. What an unappealing game that is. I know. Rele- no, relegation battle. No wonder it's lasting the, the blooming cup, man. Oh. Aye, right, I'm going to go 2-1, home win. Oh, I've predicted too many goals in this league. I've, <laughs> I've just looked back. <laughs> oh, dear. I know, I'm, 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 I'm tempted by Paul Band in this one. Um, I know, Chris Boyd will score. St. Murray must, well, it's hard to tell, because St. Murray only played one game. It was obviously the weekend off. 
Not exactly the one to do it. Stephen Thompson spent all his time analysing. I know. I, I, I said that last week. I quite like him as a pundit. Well, unfortunately, last week he was sitting alongside Bonnie Patton Evan. I he's due for the chop for Hibs, yeah. apparently. I, I, I wish he would chop him. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, see when he came on, straight away he was playing with his pen. And I've just like, come on, surely he knows. Surely he knows everyone talks about that. Just put it away. David James was doing exactly the same on BT Sport on Saturday for the Celtic Overpool game. He was, was fidgeting with his pen, eh? and also looking like a broccoli. As he decided with that stupid hair he's got, he's always got a stupid haircut. He has, he has. Like, he had it tied right back for a long time when he was a player, and then you seen the pictures when he decided to untie it. Is that the term when you take a knot and untie it? <laughs> well, it was, like, it was massive. Oh, anyway, so Martin Kilmarnock. I'm going to say one each. I was going to say one each. I'll go on nine each. Nine each. Right. Well, that's done for the predictions, but I thought I would refer to the predictor on the forum and see how we're all doing in terms What's of points. What's no bother? <laughs> I don't think I put mine in last week, so I don't seem to have had any points. Accrued. So, so if you go to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor, then you can predict the scores in each game in the Premiership. And you can also check the leaderboard there. And we could see that on 15 points, we've got Alex, Carl, 16, Andy Cush, 78, Sogstar. And then just one point behind them is me. <laughs> 14 points I've somehow got. Aye, and he's, yeah, he's I'm the, rubbish he's, at this. He's the Aberdeen of the Predictor League. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down in 42nd with 11 points, so that's not oh. too bad. Right, we'll look at this mini league. Right, so I've got 14, Chris, you've got 11, Greg, 8 points. It is almost as if you've not even tried. I don't, maybe my predictions never took last week. I think I was in 8 the week before, so I think there must be something ropey about your predictor that's not taking the results. (laughs) No chance. Certainly none of them are predictions. You can go to the results page and it shows you what you've Uh, predicted alongside the game. You're just rubbish. Rubbish, (laughs) are Oh, I you should have got one point. I might, I, I might, I might have been. So I don't. Who knows? Because I've got all your predictions in my wee black book. Oh, it's handy, you know. <laughs> but so you've got in that black book relating to me. Uh, it's, don't don't worry, Greg. Don't worry. Well, I got a point for the Aberdeen Mallow game. So that last minute penalty screwed me and all because I was on to three points for that one, and I get three points for the Inverness victory, and everything else is wrong. Ah, it wasn't very good, didn't get any exactly correct, but it's good enough, kept it consistent, kept myself at the top there, people know my name now, they start to think I know what I'm talking about, foolishly think they know what I'm talking about, but aye, aye, that's good, it's good. Aye, so that's has got to the end in the podcast, and I wanted to give a wee update on the live listeners, because there is four people right now listening. Hey. What do you think of that, eh? It's better that's than the one the, the other week. Uh. Sorry, Bowden. Word uh, spreading. It's taking over. I suppose it was the aim to hit double figures before the end of the season. Possibly, possibly. We could cheat that a little bit because I could get my laptop and log in via that and then <laughs> could ask my mum to log in. Bye. I, I, thought I, I, I thought your mum was one of the four. Oh, damn. It's went down to three. <laughs> Just when I said that, it's went down to three. Somebody so, switched off. As soon as you announce the live listeners, that's the biggest joke, isn't it? You just click it and send my listeners. Every time. Right. But thanks for coming on, guys. And I'll speak to you next week. Yep. Cheers.
See you later. Good luck, Scotland.